This podcast is part of the Shareable Podcast Network. Learn more at shareable.fm. This is a shareable mini episode where I ask the guest 10 important big questions, and they have to answer them as fast as they possibly can. I call it Think Fast. Welcome back to Think Fast. Today, my guest is Jeffrey Madoff, and I'm going to ask him 10 rapid-fire questions, and I'm going to get him to think as quickly as he can and answer the question that I ask him as quickly as he can. So, are you ready, Jeffrey? I'm ready. Here we go. about that, and I'm ready. Okay, great. Good, good, good. Question one, what's a book that everyone should read next? I would say that a book that everyone should read next is The Undoing Project by Michael Lewis, one of the great nonfiction writers out there. And it's about Daniel Kahneman and Amos Tversky and the birth of behavioral economics and how people make decisions. And he humanizes the story of behavioral economics through these two men who developed and created that field. And it's an absolutely fascinating read and it'll change the way you think about things. That's amazing. I love love Daniel Kahneman's work. It's fascinating. Okay. What's your favorite podcast? And as much as you want to say shareable, I'm not going to allow it. You know, my favorite podcast is the podcast that I'm doing at that moment. And I try to be totally present for that podcast. So therefore I don't have a favorite. Well, I mean about listening to them. Do you listen to podcasts? Uh, No. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Fair. All right, so it's shareable. You know, the reason, by the way, it's kind of funny. And so I'm thinking fast on this one is that the reason is podcasts are great if you like commute to work, which yep. I don't. Uh, and it's, uh, and so I don't, haven't figured out the space yet to where to listen to it, yep. you know? And because everybody, and everybody that I know that listens to podcasts it's on their drive to work or on the train to work or whatever. And I don't have any of those things. Yep. My podcast consumption has dropped dramatically since the lockdowns and everything. So I feel you on that one. That makes sense. All right. Uh, Third question for you is what negative experience in your life are you the most happy that it happened to you? Oh, God. You know, uh, I think that, you know, thinking of negative experiences, there's no negative experience that I've been happy about by definition, it's negative. Exactly. And it's, so it has, there's none that I thought, oh, well, I'm, God, I'm glad that I went through that shit. Uh, that hasn't happened. There are things that are unpleasant that have happened and uh, that have turned into something good. Uh, like when I was a kid and I worked in a shoe store and there was a, it was a family shoe store and there's a monkey in the back of the store. And uh, so when mom was trying on shoes, she'd say to the kids, now go look at the monkey. And then she would see that actually the monkey was furiously masturbating. And she uh, said, get away from the monkey cage. So the, the thing about the monkey was somebody had to clean out the cage. And uh, it was a new store. I was by far the youngest employee because I talked my way into the job. And the assistant manager said to me, I want you to uh, clean the monkey cage. And I said, do you clean the monkey cage? And he said, no, I told you to clean the monkey cage. And I said, I'll do it if everybody else takes their turn. Otherwise, I'm not doing it. He says, what do you mean you're not doing it? And I said, because I was hired to be a shoe salesman, not a zookeeper. So I will take my turn if everybody else does it. And so there was a confrontation there that could have cost me my job. However, the manager, who was a very good man and had a great impact on one of the ways that I view leadership, he overheard this. And he said to the guy, Jimmy, why don't you show Jeff how to clean the monkey cage? 
And from now on, everybody's going to take their turn. And I thought, you know, never have people do things you're not willing to do yourself. That's a shitty leader. Yeah. A good leader is somebody who understands what it takes to get a job done, even those crappy jobs you'd rather not do. So that was a negative that turned into not only a positive, it turned into real wisdom that I gained from that manager at that time. And that was formative to me. Rocking. I know where you're going with that, but I like that I went around long for the ride on that one. (laughs) Uh, What's a lesson that you wish you learned earlier in life? Uh, I guess the lesson that I wished I learned earlier, although I kept hearing it when I was a kid, uh, now that I am no longer a kid, at least chronologically, you know, I have aged, but I haven't matured. Uh, and, and that is how fast time goes. And when you get older, you realize, wow, that goes really quick. Yep. Make use of it. That doesn't mean work more, but what it does mean is make use of that time because it's incredible how that time passing accelerates. Yeah. I feel that so very much. Um, what's the most important skill of the future? The most important skill of the future is the same as the most important skill of the past, which is adaptability, you know, to be able to adapt to circumstance and to be able to adapt and use your intelligence and your talents in different ways, whether it's to suit a new technology, a different competitive landscape in the uh, world that you're hoping to excel in. It's that adaptability is the main thing. Dig it. What industry or career path do you think has the most promising future or potential? Uh, I, I don't know what career path does have the most promising future. I mean, I could say something vague like tech. Uh, I could say something vague like things that will help the environment uh, not suffer the damage that's inevitable if we don't do something about it. Uh, but I don't have a good answer for that question because I think that, there are, that it, that's such a, a wide, wide net that captures so many things. Okay. Fair. What's one thing everybody listening to this episode should go and do today. It's something they have to either be able to start today or complete today. I think everybody that's listening to this and everybody that ever will listen to this should buy my book so that they uh, (laughs) can increase their knowledge base on all these provocative things that we have spoken about. But the real thing that people should, and of course, I'd love them to do that, but the real thing that people should do is they should stay curious. They should constantly be asking themselves questions. They shouldn't be investigating new things. That means read, go to movies, go to plays, listen to music, talk to people you might not otherwise talk to, and try to constantly keep learning and keep expanding your brain. Because the more things that you learn, the more dots you have to connect, the more creative you can be because creativity is not a lightning bolt. It is the connecting the dots that come over years of experience of things that you do. So feed that by experiencing as much as you can. So I'm going to push you once more on that question by asking you to narrow that down into a today statement. So today, how could somebody go forth and be more curious? What would be your recommended action for them to take today to be more curious? Today, to be more curious, I think that you should look at any topic that interests you and go down the rabbit hole on YouTube, on uh, Google. So you don't even have to leave your home. So if there's a musical group that you like, start doing a deep dive into that group. 
uh, or a writer that you liked, see who their influences were, then track their influences. And, you know, I have found so much stuff that one thing leads to another, leads to another, and you go down that rabbit hole, you see the influences and you realize that there's nothing that sprung forth fully formed, that it was various influences and various experiences that affected all creative people. So quick example, I, uh, someone whose work that I like a great deal is Dieter Ram. Dieter Ram was the, is an industrial designer and he designed all the products for Braun, which was which is an appliance company. Braun formed the basis for all of Apple's designs. Apple, if you if you Google Apple versus Braun, what you will see is all these Braun designs that were done in the 60s and 70s that were directly lifted by Apple into their products. And Braun's and uh, Dieter Ram set out his elements of design and what makes good design. And it's, it's a classic uh, one pager that is really fabulous. So I think go down the rabbit hole of an area or a person that you're interested in and do that deep dive. And you'll see just how many doors open up to you that are absolutely fascinating. The PS, my, what I'm going to do today is go down this particular rabbit hole, the brawn and apple rabbit hole. Uh, P.S. I do this P.P.S. I do this all the time. I am a notorious like have a thought, Google that, go down like a 10 minute rabbit hole, like on a daily basis. And it can be across every possible. I actually had a thought for I'm doing this. uh, I'm I'm screwing up the think fast uh, process here, but I had an idea for a podcast called Search History, where it would essentially just be a random uh, like every episode would be a random deep dive on something that like I had thought of. And then like, I go down that random deep dive and we talk about that thing. And it would just be like the randomness that actually is that search history for me, which is just, it goes in every direction. It goes from like the velvet underground to like Apple versus brawn to like, right. you know, where does the phrase idiom come from? You know, like yeah. all that sort of stuff. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, I was, I was reading some interview with Daniel day Lewis the other day. Ah, and it was- of our time. And it was uh, really interesting. And what was interesting is the things that he turned down and the character, uh, a part that he turned down was the lead in Philadelphia. Now, if you think in that time, Tom Hanks ended up winning the Academy Award for it. Mm -hmm. When you think at that time, you're the movie producers, you're putting up the money for this. It looks like you've got Daniel Day-Lewis and he goes, no, no, I'm not going to do this. Then somebody says, well, what about Tom Hanks? What the fuck are you kidding? Tom Hanks, you know, Turner and Hooch, Tom Hanks for this. And Tom Hanks had done big and he did big because John Travolta turned down that part. Oh, wow. Okay. So, and when you think about John Travolta, vintage Saturday night fever, you know, you could see him doing big. He had a childlike quality, terrific dancer, all of that. So you, you go then to Philadelphia that ends up the Tom Hanks has a career changing role and both of his, those two roles changed his career and they changed it because other people either pulled out or didn't want to do the project. He was not the first choice by any means ended up winning an Academy award and becoming one of the most respected actors of our time. 
Yeah. So in going down that rabbit hole that started with Daniel Day-Lewis, and when he turned that down and I started then looking stuff up about the movie, who else was looking at the part, Tom Hanks's history. And I just find stuff like that absolutely fascinating. So yeah, I love it. Going, going down that rabbit hole can take you into really interesting directions. You can learn really fascinating things. And, and just quickly to add, one of the things that I do in my class the first day is I write the word wander. And I say to the students, you need to allow yourself to wander. And that's an example of wandering, just going down the rabbit hole, yeah. YouTube, or going to an art gallery or whatever it is. Go see a movie you never thought you'd be interested in seeing, whatever it is. Because then that A, if you change it to an O, you wonder. And once you start wondering about things, you start discovering things. And that's yeah. a lot of fun. I love it. Today, it's your permission to go and wander. Go down the rabbit hole. All right. Next question is, what real life figure or fictional character do you identify with and why? Uh, God, you know, maybe it says something about my ego or something because I don't, there's nobody else that I wish that I was. Uh, and, you know, when I was, when I was a kid uh, and I remember going to a, a dance in junior high school and I was dressed up and I had just seen, you know, Goldfinger. So I was thinking Madoff, Jeff Madoff, you know, James Bond, <laughs> you yeah. know, he was Sean Connery as James Bond. He was really cool. Uh, so, you know, I wish there were certain character traits like that kind of absolute fearlessness and the ability to do just about anything. I thought that was really cool. But there isn't really anybody else that I wish that I was. But is there anyone that you identify with, meaning not that you wish that you were them, but that you see in, in yourself or in them, you see yourself, right? You know, no. There's people who I really enjoy, like, you know, I am a huge fan of Frank Zappa's music. Mm -hmm. I love his music. Uh, and uh, there's a band, the, the Ed Palermo Big Band, somebody for you to, to uh, look at on Another YouTube. rabbit hole? Oh, and, and Ed's a friend of mine, has become a friend of mine, a phenomenal musician and genius. And I don't use that word lightly, arranger. And the cornerstone of his music is Zappa. And he's got a 18-piece big band and the foundation is Zappa's music. And it's incredible. So there's lots of people who I have tremendous respect for their talent, for their insights, for their abilities and all of that. Uh, and there are people that I feel a certain kinship with in terms of what they do. Yeah. But I, I can't say that, you know, that, God, I really see myself in them. Okay, fair. All right. Uh, if you could have any one superpower, what would it be? If I could have any one superpower, that superpower would be to help bring out the superpowers in others so that there would be more cooperation, uh, more communication, uh, and moving forward as a society in a more positive way than all of the horrible divisiveness be it political, race, gender, and so on, that we realize the value in each other. And so if I could bring out the superpower and other people that help them not feel inadequate, not feel lost, not feel anger, but instead feel like they're part of a world community, so they'll do their part to help support that, that would be a hell of a superpower to exercise. Speak in my language, brother. I love it. All right. Final question. Have you seen Avengers Endgame? 
No. Okay, then I'm going to explain the premise to you. So I'm a big superhero nerd. Um, that's why many of these questions are very superhero related. Uh, this question is called the snap. So in um, the whole 10-year run of the Avengers, there's the ending of the 10-year saga was known as the Infinity Saga. It was two movies, the Infinity War and uh, Endgame. And in this, there's this thing known as the Infinity Stones. There are six of them. And when you put them in this glove known as the Infinity Gauntlet, it gives you the ability basically to do anything. It controls time, it controls reality, it controls space, it controls the mind and the soul, everything. Basically, if you think it, you can make it happen. And if you were to snap your fingers, you could will anything that you could conceive of into existence. Now, in the movie, when Thanos does it, it burns up his arm. When the Hulk does it, it burns up his arm. But spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Endgame, which you haven't, Tony Stark, Iron Man, snaps his fingers, and it costs him his life, but he saves the world, basically. So the question is, you see, I have this infinity gauntlet, and I'm going to offer it to you. And you can decline it, of course. But if you do accept it, and you do snap your fingers, what happens after you die? What's the change that you envision that you were willing to trade your life for? I guess if it came down to it, I could be grand like I was on my previous answer. Uh, but probably a more realistic thing, since none of us have infinity in our future, is that, uh, that my kids grow, prosper, become they are good people, become really good people, have a positive impact. And if they make the decision to have children, that that continues forward. And, you know, as that all happens at a certain point, I will be dead, but I hope that I've passed that power on to them. This has been Think Fast. I've been your host, Jeff Gibbard. This has been my guest, Jeffrey Madoff. And this show has been shareable. Wait. Don't leave. If you've never listened to my fancy outro, do it just once for me, please. Okay, if you enjoy Shareable and you find it valuable, there's a few ways that you can support the show. One, you can share it on social media, which I strongly encourage. I mean, it's literally the name of the show, Shareable. Two, you can review it on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're an Overcast user, as many of my listeners are, make sure to click that star button on the episodes that you like. The third way that you could support the show is by blogging about it or discussing it on your own podcast or even by making a YouTube video where you talk about one of the episodes. And then the final way that you can support the show is by supporting it directly on Patreon. You can find the link in the show notes. Now, before I let you go, I want to tell you about one other thing. You see, Shareable is just one of many projects that I'm working on at any given time. I've got another podcast called Rogue. I do a live streaming show every week called The Heroic Council. I've got a blog where I release a blog post twice a week. And if you're looking to keep up with all sorts of different content that can help you grow and become a superhero in life, I want you to check out jeffgibber.me. That's where I list all of my current projects and projects that are coming up in the future, including my forthcoming book, The Lovable Leader. It would mean a lot to me if you could go and check out some of the other things I've worked on because I put just as much of my heart into those projects as I do into Shareable. Thank you so much for being a listener. Thank you for being a supporter. And I hope to see you here on the next episode of Shareable.